0: Hi everyone and welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are watching the 1990 live action Turtles movie one baseball bat swinging and catching minute at a time. Uh, this is minute number 14, it's Thursday, I am your host Scott Tofty, and with me again are Chris, Rachel, and Adam,
1: Hi. Woo. and
0: Morning. our very special guest star, Mr. Scott Corelli. Hello! Hello again, Mr. Corelli. Are you enjoying yourself on our little show so far? I am. It's fun. We're it a is. fun crew. <laughs> Who knows where the conversation's gonna go. Um, so we're on minute number 14 today, starts with uh, Casey Jones Bashing Raphael in the back with a baseball bat, and ends with Casey Jones enjoying his handiwork after sending Raphael headfirst into a trash can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very Casey Jones minute here. Minute fourteen on Ninja Turtles minute this week, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey Jones, uh, deadbeat dad, child was murder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fights crime with his children, his his childs. Sports equipment. He's a deadbeat dad crying. punisher is what we've decided. It's Lives okay. among the homeless in Central Park.
2: I've got
3: a son. Sean.
2: Oh. oh, man.
0: Oh, jeez. You hit me in the fields. You came up with some gold there yesterday, Mr. Crowley. I'm sorry, everyone. Never, ever apologize for that. That might have been the best episode of our show ever. Um... So we get Casey Jones was asked the question. Tell me, dot 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 dot. You didn't pay money for this, and he answers by saying two for one sale. At least I think he says two for one sale. This is another one of those moments yeah. where yeah, I that's can't. that's what he said. It, yeah. It, it, for a long time, I thought he said lawn sale, and I was like, <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense. But uh, oh, like, yeah.
1: a, like a yard sale. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yard do, sale he in does... New York
0: City. He does have two of them. I mean Is it
1: possible that
0: as an upstate New York boy of about seven years old, maybe I just couldn't understand New York City accents? Maybe. Yeah. Oh my god, maybe I'm like Brooklyn accent illiterate.
4: <laughs> <laughs> huh. Well, well you made some weird life choices then. If I you're... yeah, see,
0: because now I live there. That is true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh. and now I get picked on because I slip into the Brooklyn accent from time to time.
1: Oh, mm. if I if I have enough beer, my Philly accent comes out hard. It's <laughs> it's the weirdest thing because I don't think I have one really. Rachel,
0: I have a mission for you next week. <laughs> 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 um we can uh, get you enough yeah.
1: beer. Cheap beer yeah. usually. I have a weird out.
0: mix of like upstate New, New York. York harsh <laughs> a's and then, I mean, depending on who I'm around, if I'm in New York City, I'm with my friends, you know, I'll start talking, a little bit of the Brooklyn accent comes out, a little bit, I was talking about, we're two minutes into this movie here, you know. <laughs> um, I don't mean to, it happens.
1: Well, for for those uh, Pennsylvanian listeners, Adam has something known as the Willow Grove accent, <laughs> which is like the Philly it's accent, but specific. lazy.
4: It's it's it's. Northern suburbs of Philadelphia has its own weird. It's,
1: it's a lazier version of the Philly accent, if mm. you can believe it.
4: It's like a southerner with a head cold, <laughs> is, is how yeah. I've heard it described. Scott, I like your accent too. Mine? I've noticed. Yeah, I've noticed from
0: time to time listening to your other shows. You have some some words that stick out. Oh, okay. Do you? I just I enjoy them. Can you say the word again? He for pays me?
2: really close attention to you.
4: Again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You mean you want me to say it say again? Say it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: say the word again, again. This could again, go on forever. Again, yeah. Again. You have like an again. It's it's almost like don't say it again. On, so, I don't know. You just there, I've noticed over the years that uh, uh, working with you on Geek by Night and another podcast, you have a couple mm. words that must be like a Midwestern uh, uh, thing. It's probably right, uh,
3: it's probably a Texas thing because ah. that's where I'm from. Okay, there we yeah. go. And then every once in a while, I do have some Brooklyn stuff that I say occasionally because I my <laughs> grandmother has a
0: stupid thick Brooklyn accent because yeah. mm, um, nice. she's very Italian. So, and Chris, I don't think you have any accent at all. Army brat, <laughs> uh, that'll do it.
4: That's not original diction.
1: <laughs> Chris I learned have to no talk.
0: Home.
1: <laughs> Chris learned to talk good.
0: Yes. <laughs> to I'm to unlike talk the rest
1: good. of us. And if I want, I can put
2: on various <laughs> other accents, but I'm not gonna.
0: <laughs> um, so is is punker a thing? No. I, I have
4: no idea. But punk is, so. punker is something my mom would have said during my punk rock phase. Yeah. That mm-hmm. would have like made that would have triggered me. Like, essentially. I
0: I was roll. under the impression that it was just you're a punk. Saying right. you're a punker seems almost redundant. It's it's out of
3: touch, is yeah. what it is. It's almost like the thing that a dad would say.
0: Oh, oh no <laughs> yeah. oh. don't go there <laughs> oh. hey if you
2: google define punker it just says a punk rocker so mm-hmm. it's as far it's, as google's concerned it's legit
0: and it shows up on urban dictionary too so i'm wondering if there are some like certain areas it's regional it, it might regional be somewhere thing. like maybe it's seattle just a dated reference
3: too like maybe yeah. it's what you called punks in the 80s like 70s and 80s you called them punkers
4: I, mean, I don't, I don't even think that's, that's it either. I mean, like, I don't know. because, I'm, I'm because the thing well. is, yeah, what? no, what? no.
3: Cause you would want to differentiate between like uh, a dirty, hairy, like, you know, what are you looking at punk and a punker who is mm-hmm. a person with a mohawk and, you From know,
2: Ferris Bueller's day off. What did the secretary, did she, the secretary, like when she listed all the clicks at school that Ferris was cool with,
4: <laughs> oh, was, man, punker, was someone's punkers one look of them? <laughs> I think. Oh, Oh, man.
0: We're going to have to look for that. Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I was impressed that it was... On Urban Dictionary. Um, I, I take it as gospel. It's gotta be something that a non punk would call a punk.
4: That's yeah, like, sort of how I'm interpreting it. Like I said, that's something my mom would have said yeah. in my teens that would have made me go like it's called punk mom. God. Yeah. Like,
0: and come I, on. I
4: guess my other question is like how how,
0: <laughs> how big is the punk scene in eighty nine? Has is punk still like vibrant in New York City?
4: I would say it was pretty big around eighty mm-hmm. nine. Um I mean, that's kind of the up until grunge I took did, over. Just, yeah, that's that's almost where that wave kind of broke. <laughs> well, I, mean, I know punk started as
0: sort of a reaction to the the grandiosity of at least in America, it was a reaction to the grandiosity of like disco. arena rock or oh, arena rock and like theatrical rock and disco. It was, it was much more of a let's get back to basics kind of thing, and it was late seventies, early eighties. I've, like the CBGBs, movement uh, new wave music, all that stuff was sort of like early. I thought it was 80s. much
2: more disco. How much was arena rock like? Really big. Um, it was. Stars? I think it was. A, I thought arena rock was eighties.
0: Well, like when you're talking about bands like Zeppelin. And Rush and things like that where where they're putting on bigger and bigger shows and the music is getting more bombastic. Not necessarily arena rock in the hair metal sense, Mm -hmm. but um, sort of your typical classic rock as it's getting bigger and more sort of Mm -hmm. blown up. Mm -hmm. Um, More chords, more notes. Uh, But then also, yeah, disco too. It was a reaction to Zeppelin and Rush were like very
2: different decades, weren't they? Like Zeppelin was what, early 70s? And Uh, then Rush is like mid-80s, wasn't it?
0: All the well, Zeppelin went all the way through the
4: '80s, also into the oh. '80s.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. I guess, uh, and sense. I gotta
4: look up punk releases in '89 now. <laughs> so <laughs> I think Green Day had their first album in '89. It was definitely. Yeah, there was a lot of thing. good '89 uh, punk albums. Like I feel like, uh, be, um. 89 was right when op ivy broke up too. yeah i was just so gonna like say yeah that, that was kind of the height of the lookout records era of, right. of american punk rock so i mean it right. was alive and well and it was kind of about to turn into what 90s punk eventually became right so it was kind of like this transition phase and we also we we made note earlier that the people that are
0: working on the crew in this movie are obviously huge punkers as well (laughs) to borrow a phrase with the amount of Sid Vicious and Sex Pistols and right all that other stuff that keeps seeping around in the background of this movie the Mm -hmm. punker
3: thing it reminds me of uh when I was in bands and stuff in my local like scene uh in my early 20s we uh, we had a show and like emo was a big thing at that uh. point. <sighs> yeah, and uh, collective groan
0: from the audience.
3: <laughs> and I remember there was um there there was uh, we so we played all of our shows at this old theater. It was like used to be a movie theater, and then we like kind of took it over and started doing shows there. And the old lady who ran the theater. Um, would come and she would complain about people and about the about the kids like because they don't have any respect you know like like all no, they never kids <laughs> never have respect for anything <laughs> and and so she she had installed like this rock garden on the side and they had like kicked it all up just for the hell of it and <sighs> I remember walking outside and seeing her like putting the rocks back into the garden and just complaining. and just being like those damn emos.
4: (laughs) 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 Which just reminds me of the bunker thing. It actually reminds me of a show I went to in the nineties one time at a VFW that just got destroyed. Mm -hmm. And the only guy that was working there was like this old, like guy with like a veteran's hat who was like tending bar. Like what the hell are these kids doing to this place? (laughs) Yeah.
3: Damn kids. Oh man! Yeah, I've been
4: there. I've Stupid been there. kids, damn <laughs> emos
3: and punkers.
0: I remember being in college and playing. Our, our school's festival had like the big, like Dashboard Confessional was like the headliner. So Ugh. all the bands that weren't emo on campus got together and ran a protest concert uh, <laughs> was, against emo music. Oh.
1: I'll <laughs> never forget. I was at a a festival concert back in like the early two thousands, and Dashboard was playing on one of the side stages and people were crowd surfing. Like shouldn't <laughs> we be crying? Like
0: shouldn't <laughs> know, all be just lots in of, the lots of wet <laughs> hands yeah. and faces pushing people along.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean I I I legitimately love dashboard confessional, but Oof, sorry. I, come on. Like, <laughs> like, like moshing to yeah, dashboard, yeah. that's absurd. Yeah. Like, you know like, it's that's funny absurd. because
0: you can look back at that music now and go like, oh God, we didn't even know. Like it was it's so much better It's so much better than what we have now. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Oh, hindsight, you... (laughs) I don't even want to say it. Anyway... Remember um, when a guy could
3: just have an acoustic guitar and write a whole album of songs and everyone would love it? That would never yeah. happen now. It
0: was called the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of music, the music ramps up in this scene between yeah, Casey does. and Raph. And I, like, it strikes me now, listening back to it, we've talked about Jean Dupres and, and the music in this movie uh, a few times now and how much we all love it and how... what's the word under uh, uh, appreciated I think this score probably is but this strikes me now as a very John Williams moment a very Harry Potter sounding moment Mm. with like the pizzicato strings plucking and then you've got this like climbing and falling like flute and Mm -hmm. piano thing happening
2: Mm -hmm. very cool music
0: to accompany this scene
2: yeah It's like look at this awkward turtle in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> as as someone who scores
0: uh, uh, media from time to time, this is definitely like one of those movies that I look to as kind of inspiration when mm. you're looking at a how can you be melodic in your scoring and b how can you add to the mood of the scene because there's a lot of times when you're listening, especially in modern sort of media, that It's more atmospheric. The music that they put in there is so atmospheric. By contrast, everything in this score is singable. It's a melodic line, which I think is really refreshing.
4: There's also character themes and character combination themes, which is something that uh, John Williams used to do all the time. Like If you think of the the Han and Leia Mm -hmm. suite, Yes, da, 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 da. but like, like you hear that that shredder, <laughs> the, you hear that shredder suite a lot. Like anytime something bad is about to happen, that doom, bom, doom, bom, doom, bom, doom. Bom. So yeah, there's a lot of that,
0: which is, is very similar to uh, Kylo Ren's theme in Force Awakens. If you listen to that, there's there's some some very similar
2: kind mm-hmm. of things. His helmet also looks like the shredders. Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> there's there's a connection. Mm.
2: A helmet he doesn't
0: need. Has there been a Shredder versus Darth Vader epic rap battle? Oh, man.
1: I don't know, but I sense another fanfic coming. <laughs> Shredder versus Darth Vader. Oh,
4: God. Yeah, but, but Uncle Phil is dead, and, and that'll Aww. just never... He's, he's the voice of the Shredder. To me.
1: Yeah. What just like that, that guy that did I'm Wolverine is him. like... Forever the voice of Wolverine.
4: Oh yeah, the '90s voice actor Wolverine. Yeah. Anytime I read X Men, that's the voice in my head. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, the music is
0: great. It underscores the scene perfectly. Uh, the I love how casual they are with each other. The the playful uh, playfulness of the banter back and forth as they're about to beat each other up with sticks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Raph's um, really
4: talking with his hands in this scene too. Like, there's a lot of. Raf body language. Like you got to know
0: what a crumpet is to understand cricket. He is an Italian turtle through
4: and through. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I I I think it's so funny that the four
3: turtles have four different accents. That makes absolutely no sense, mm -mm. and I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny because when you think about like the toys, we talked about this at one point. The toys, and even like in the video games and stuff, all the turtles had like different skin hues. Uh Yeah. So, like, are they four? different kinds of turtles Were they just like is r- michelangelo is he really like an imported turtle from california like he speaks like a surfer Raphael is he like <laughs> legitimately growing up in like a swamp well or, they like, just in came the out East of River? a
3: pet store so who knows what kind of turtles they were they were just you know they're not actually related
0: that's true that's very true they could have come from anywhere yeah um hmm. yeah and the cricket
3: thing, uh, I just, I like, I've n- I when I was a kid, I never understood what the, what the hell Raphael was talking about yeah. um, with yeah. this whole thing. And now I'm watching and I was like, cricket oh, Cricket never because,
2: entered into our-
3: Yeah, because I because know. I was like, now I'm like, oh, because crumpets are British and you'd have to know what a crumpet is and be British to understand what cricket is, I guess.
2: Also, it. at some point in there, he he calls him a roundhead, which I thought was a really funny reference to the English Civil War of like the 1600s. Uh. <laughs> explain were uh, the roundheads were the uh, the parliamentarians uh, the, uh, the the folks loyal to the to the idea of Parliament and governance uh, by the people uh, and they fought against the Cavaliers, those ro- uh, that were loyal to uh to the royal family Charles the first of England um, oh I was yeah yeah 1642 to sixteen fifty. So roundheads Roundheads were the uh, you know the rebels
1: So you're saying
4: Casey Jones may have been a history teacher At some point He oh may
1: have been God. a history teacher
2: And or this dialogue may have been written By some smart college educated guy Who's like I'm going to throw in a funny reference
4: <laughs> And I'm also going to call them punkers Because I know it will piss them off <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever remember like Not knowing
0: what cricket. What, um, someone must have explained it to me When I watched the movie because the mm. thing I remember most about this is thinking that only British people played cricket and that I didn't understand the scoring of it. I'm like mm. I knew it was another game. I knew that was a cricket bat. Um, and now it's funny because I see him all the time. In in Brooklyn, like the Middle Eastern kids down there, yeah. they love it. They go out yeah, in the park I and was, they'll play cricket all the time, and it's awesome. But I always I, immediately go right back to the scene every time I see a cricket
4: bat. <laughs> you got to know what a crumpet well, is. Well,
1: when I was in college, there was a there was a group of um, students from, from Pakistan, and they would always play cricket out on the lawn.
4: It's huge in India and like um, Jamaica too. They're yeah. crazy about cricket. Cricket yep. mm. mm. World oh. Series. Now I just think of Now I just think of Shaun
0: of
3: the Dead. Anytime I see a cricket, yeah,
2: that's true. The cricket bat seems like an excellent weapon to use against slow moving. Dumb yeah, well, if you ever got flat. a
0: four-foot turtle standing in front of you, one good knock with it will send him flying through the air and directly into a garbage can. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a pretty effective weapon.
3: Way better than Raphael. Way weigh? he weighs minimum three hundred fifty pounds.
2: Yeah,
0: he's small,
1: but he's solid. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, look
0: at his calf muscles for God's sakes. Well, yeah. on the <laughs> shell alone. I mean, come I was, on, yeah. That thing. Oh, man. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's nice that he can hit the in two case, human guys with really the baby strong. hockey stick, and it does nothing. <laughs> like, they're just right back up, and they run away. But the cricket bat, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't mess with the cricket bat.
3: He's a bad no. vigilante. He's spending more work fighting the guy who got the purse back than he is fighting the guys who
4: stole it in the first place. <laughs> Um, she did get the purse back, right? He does throw it back to her. Raphael does, right? Okay. Well, he throws it to a guy standing next to her who then gives it back to her.
1: Yeah. Like, I I think we may have New Yorkers are
2: nice. That's a little too trusting for
4: 1980s New York. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) here, it's your problem now, pal. I'm going to go after these two guys. That guy could have very well been like, hey, free purse. (laughs) Oh my God.
0: Look at all this money you have in here. There's thousands thousands and thousands of dollars in here. What were you doing with
2: this?
4: It's oh, kind of like that husband. scenario. <laughs>
1: her poor husband.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like an ethics test.
1: Yeah, like that scenario where you're like, you found $100 on the sidewalk. What do you do? And everyone's like, I keep it.
0: Oh, my God. Do you want to hear a story about that?
1: Hmm.
0: I literally found $100 on the sidewalk the other day in New York City.
2: hmm <laughs> And I pick it
0: up, and I'm like, oh, my God, is this real? Like, in my neighborhood, people have been printing out, like, advertisements on fake $5 bills. Like, come... <laughs> Come to this place. It'll save you $5. Hmm. It's like, like, you know, stupid. So I'm like, is this a fake? I'm like, oh, my God. No, this is a real $100 bill. And I'm out walking my dog. I put it in my pocket. And then I see this dude on his cell phone, like, smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, could be his. He doesn't seem to be looking for it. I walk a little further. I walk past him, and he starts looking around on the ground. I'm like, oh, God. He just realized he dropped $100. So I walk a little further. I'm like, I'm going to make sure this guy really knows that, like, he's, I need to know he's looking for money. And he's digging <laughs> through his pockets, and I'm finally like, oh, I could keep going. I'd be $100 richer. I'm like, sir, did you drop money? He's like, yeah. I'm like, did you drop $100? He's like, yeah. And I was like, here.
4: Because that's sad. always the answer to that question.
3: Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, well, that's you got to say, did you drop something? What did you drop? And then, and then what denomination of
0: bill was it? Yeah. Like, yeah. He turned on basically. his phone flashlight. He was like looking on the ground. It was clear that he had lost something. I was like, man. When someone asks you if you're a God, you say
4: yes. You say yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Um, I I think I'm pretty good for this minute. Mm-hmm. Raphael in a trash can shaking his ass in the air is a good. Wait, good what spot is to a crumpet? It.
4: A crumpet's kind of like an English muffin, I think. Yeah,
1: but they, we only call them English muffins here. I think.
4: But ah, yeah. I don't know, they're In also England, like they just kind of muffins. a pancake or so. All, all I can all I can look at is pictures of them. I can't taste them. So,
1: isn't there a tasty cake crumpet or is that a crimp? Those are crimpets. Crimpets,
4: which
2: are wait, there's
0: a crimpet and so a
2: wait, crumpet. So are, are those English muffins like that you get at the store, like Thomas's English?
4: Are the are those crumpets? I, I don't know.
1: Possibly. Uh,
4: Maybe one of our listeners knows. Maybe we have some overseas listeners.
1: So in, in the Philadelphia area, there is a brand of snack cake called Tasty Cake. And they make a little Ugh. one called a crimpet. And it's it's like a spongy <laughs> cake thing with frosting on it. it
4: it's, it's like a Twinkie, but the frosting is, is on the top as opposed to... The and the
1: frosting crumpet, would always crumpet. always stick to the plastic wrapper so like you crumpet, take it off and all your crumpet, frosting would be stuck on crumpet. the
0: plastic. All right, here we go, ready. Crumpets are always made with milk, but English muffins never are. Oh, there's the Crumpet difference. batter is just that, a loose batter. English muffins are more made from a firm dough. Uh. Crumpets are made only using baking soda, whereas English muffins are made using yeast or sourdough. So this goes on and on where there are like differences between them. Huh. Um, apparently, English muffins are very dense and bread-like, where crumpets are more spongy with bigger holes or nooks and crannies. So now we know the difference between a crumpet and an American English muffin.
4: It's so cute. now we know what cricket is <laughs>
0: now. Now it's, we absolutely we just learned what cricket is, too. Right. Is that how that works? It's like the matrix. The knowledge just downloads. Right. I wish. <laughs> All right. Um, anyone have any other final words on this minute here on Thursday? Nah. Nope, I don't Mm-mm. think so. All right. I am suddenly very hungry for English muffins. And <laughs> with that, I am going to bid you guys adieu. We will see you for the uh, last minute of the week on Friday, our last day with Mr. Corelli, Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. And uh, we'll wrap up our, uh, our first guest week here on Ninja Turtles Minute, the first of many, uh, with, uh, with that discussion tomorrow. For the crew here, I'm Scott Tofty, and we will see you on Friday.
2: Bye. Bye. Cowabunga. <laughs> <laughs>